What's up Kangaroo Chasers? On this one we are learning about Rugby League in the Philippines. I'm Michael Carboni. This is episode 67 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos, the rugby league podcast for fans who are passionate about seeing the game played in more places. Carbonara. Big man. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm okay. How are you? Oh, only okay. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um... I'm the one who's who's mildly upset because uh, I sincerely missed you. It's been now almost two weeks since I spoke to you last. It has been a couple of weeks, mate. But uh, it's it always it's always sweeter when we finally do do speak. The wait is always worth it. And that's uh, true. Not only are we back, but footy's back. The NRL, mate, is back. <sighs> is it? I hadn't noticed. It, it was a blur of excitement all weekend, mate. I couldn't how, believe it. How good was was it? Like seven wonderful games of rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> and one exceptional one on at five thirty on Saturday. Is that what you mean? Wasn't that? Uh, nah, look, good on the Warriors, man. If if like, congratulations to them. And I think as a Dragons fan, like, utterly disappointed. Um, and everyone knows that. I, I got you know a few people calling me out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You know, all in good fun, as you do. Yeah. But um, man, what about the Warriors? Like, they came. They they came. They're in. They're in Australia. They're away from their family. They don't know how long for, and they turned up, man. And if, and that's what we should have expected from the Warriors. And I hope they get better and better every week because you know that's 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 what we want to see, you know. But you know, unfortunately, it started with my Dragons. But hopefully, they yeah. can continue. But they, um, if you're going to lose to any team, really, they're the best ones. Originally, when that was happening, I, I was thinking, God, this is the worst team to lose to because everyone's talked about. How you know they've got so many injuries and, and the mental that stuff they're going through, the physical stuff, physical stuff they're going through. But but then I'm thinking, actually, no. If you're going to lose to anyone, this is the best team because everyone loves them. You know, they're kind of the Tonga of of the NRL at the moment. So <laughs> you know, everyone's second team. So if Cavs is going to be upset about any, you know, if it was the Broncos or someone that you don't particularly like normally, then that would have been really hard to swallow. But um, I like how you compare them to like the Tonga so that I sort of feel better about it. Like it's a great no, thing that St. George lost. So that's really, <laughs> that's really good. But look, the yeah. club has plenty of problems. Uh, we'll leave that to the, our friends at the Red V podcast to discuss. I won't go into too great much podcast. detail. Yeah, I'll start crying if we talk about it. I'll probably cry <laughs> when I listen to that, the next episode of the, the Red V podcast. But anyway, mate, plenty going on. Your Tigers got the win. You must be pumped. And, and footy's back. So we're all excited. Yeah, no, that, that game was amazing. I did a great job of still being a dad. Um, so I didn't watch the first half because, because I'm a football father. So, so football had to come second. Yep. Put him to bed and then, um, pretended that I wasn't waiting all day to watch it and, uh, and watch the second half. And it turns out that that was the best half to watch. So what a win. But then I spent all of last night, um, just watching all the highlights again. I don't know if that's oh, yeah. what, do, do you do that? Do you ever finish the weekend and just watch every game again in a three minute package over and over, like just watch each game again? 
Yeah, I do. And you hit the nail on the head, but being like a rugby league dad to young kids, yep. you kind of have to. You don't get to watch every game and you have to pick and choose which games you do watch. So mm. like I, I get the 80 minutes a week of St. George that I definitely get to watch uninterrupted and then maybe one more that I get to watch uninterrupted. And then it's sort of, you know, whatever I can and highlights and all that sort of thing. So yep. you're probably the same. Yeah, I get Thursday and Friday night for sure after he's gone to bed. I watch it on my iPad and yeah. Sunday night. But then every other one, yeah, I've got to, I've just got to either, it's got to be on in the background, but I've got to pay attention to something else. So. But, you know, that's, um, that's, that's okay because eventually he's going to, uh, you know, have it in his brain so much that he's going to just want to watch it all the time. So I'm just he's patiently gonna, biding he's my gonna time. Watch, he's going to watch every game with you one day. That's going to be fine. And, he's, and when we fly to Europe for family vacations, he'll be asking, um, you know, who's playing in Italy, who's playing in... <laughs> <laughs> Can I go and watch the Euro 16s because the Euro 13s because they've just announced that they've had a whole bunch of teams. How many teams did they get up to? Is it 16? Is that where the 16 in my brain just came from? Yes. Yeah, so originally, when we spoke to Dean and Orazio, it was going to be eight. Golden for point. The first Sorry, season. golden point to yeah. Europe just so that I get a golden point in. Golden <laughs> point Euro 13. It's been a while. It has been a while, but big T's back. But um, yeah, they, they did say it was going to be eight, but there's been so much interest that they're going to bump that up to 16. So that's really yeah. cool. Had so much interest from, I think they said 45 clubs from about 19 different nations. Can and you really believe this time. is happening? It's a, I, I still, a lot of people still can't believe it's happening. Um, we're, we're finding out bits and pieces of information as we go. The guys tell me there is more to come slowly. They've also announced that, you know, their draft, uh, which was going to include 36 players, has now been bumped out to, I think it was 52. Wow. Yeah, I think it was 52. So, yeah, exciting times, Euro 13s, um, meant to be starting in nine months' time. So we're going to find more and more out as we go. And I think it's going to be July July 7, uh, June 7, sorry, is the cutoff point for clubs to, to, um, yeah. to, uh, to enter or to formally try and enter. And then by July 7, they're going to announce the 16 initial clubs. So exciting times. And you'll hear more about that here every week. But good golden point, Big T. I've got another, I've got a golden point too, one that I just read. So uh, this one's for the Kangaroo Tour. So, you know... We kind of already knew it was happening, but the mm. Kangaroo Tour has been officially cancelled for this year. I don't know if you've read this one yet, Big T. No. Um, but it is official, and uh, the ARLC and the R- RLF, uh, RFL, sorry, are talking about it possibly, hopefully, uh, being in 2020, rescheduled for 2022 instead, of course, with okay. the World Cup next year. But look, we kind of already knew the Kangaroo Tour was off, but uh, now official. Um, so, yeah, unfortunate, but, you know, it's just one of the casualties of COVID-19. Now, golden point to my friend Matty Boom's lounge room on Thursday night because <laughs> because I got to venture out in some new threads. Because it was the NRL, because Paramount was playing Brisbane, I didn't have a team in it. Yeah. I had my NRL, literally an NRL cap. I had my um, This Week in League scarf because I'm a big fan of that rugby league podcast. And yep. I was wearing my Sonny Bill Williams Toronto Wolfpack shirt awesome. out in the mean streets of Sydney. It looked so beautiful. I felt so clever with my 10% off Sunny Bill from mascotbrands.com.au. Of course, but 2020 the, Vision, 10% off yeah, for the listeners at home. They know that by now. It's not just me. It's anyone who's smart enough to want 10% off Sunny Bill or anything else you want. Also, the other jersey that I'm almost definitely going to get is the Filipino one, and I hope I'm not messing this up. Is that the one that have like the rhinos and stuff on it? I think so. It's a cool jersey, the Filipino Fuck. one. Are you dev- are you going to get that, or is that a segue into tonight's interview? It's both because I'm <laughs> as good as Mary. It's I'm Mary Kaying the hell out of this show at the moment. You're killing um, it. You're even bringing back golden points. I didn't know we we're doing golden points tonight, but that's, <laughs> and that's, that's why I just won. 
I also won golden points if anyone's paying close attention because technically me wearing a shirt out is not golden points. And so I'm going to pull, to, I'm going to pull another golden point out because I think this is something we should be talking about. But golden point, and it's back to the NRL, but it's expansion. So I don't know if you read this oh, one yeah. during the week, but Peter Volandis, what, what he's, what he, whatever he says happens, mate, and he's eyeing expansion for 2022, and he's trying mm. to fast track a second Brisbane team. I don't know if I don't know if expanding. Into Brisbane, I don't know if that's considered expansion. We're already in oh, Brisbane. It is more no, teams. No, no, no. More teams is expansion, right? And we're expanding Channel 9's viewers by uh, having having no, another but game. You in have Brisbane more teams. You got more teams. It means more players need to come up. More players need to come up. Needs means that more nurseries need to be built, and it just means that Fiji, um, PNG, all of those players that we're, we're slowly building now have have an, you know more opportunities. I hope so, man. I look a lot of people. Bag out Brisbane too, and sometimes like I'm always I'm, I sit on the fence sometimes. Like I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think right. I'd rather see a Perth or a, or a New Zealand too. Hopefully we get one of those as well because like 17 teams doesn't make too much sense when it comes to scheduling games. But I, I I don't mind. The more I think about it, the more I don't mind the idea of Brisbane too because it has that whole big. We can have that whole big city. You know, New York Yankees, New York Nets. Uh, Nick, sorry. Oh, Nick's. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to, getting my sports crossed. Mets, sorry. Um, or the, like the Giants versus the Jets. So we could have that big city vibe, you know. Imagine the Broncos and the Dolphins of Brisbane, like in a in a local derby. Could be amazing. But look, Brisbane mm. too. Valandis has said it. So it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I completely, everything he has said has come to, come to fruition. So it's probably, it's probably true. Um but can we go back to my jersey? Because I just don't know if I want to buy a jersey. Well, what do you want to do? Well, I love T-shirts. I'm a big T-shirts and hat guy. I would yeah. buy – I'm never going to buy a Brisbane 2 T-shirt or hat. Actually, there's probably a the biggest problem with expansion. If they did a Perth team or um, or an Adelaide team, there's yeah. a very good chance that I would just jump on them because there's no, I don't have any rivalry or hatred towards them yet Yeah. because um, they haven't beaten West Tigers in a final. But the um, I can't I can't actually support a second Brisbane team. Um, there's a fantastic article by Pi NRL, by the way, about yeah. uh, about Brisbane too. Um, and so, if anyone's interested in in the financial side and the spiritual side of that, he's just recently tweeted out something um, about it. And he's he's an excellent writer and a great analyst. So, um, and he loves expansion. He's constantly talking about Queensland expansion cup and, and things like that. Pi's but great. Back, he puts a lot of back, thought into his uh, into his articles. So that's awesome. Yeah, definitely read that. Yeah, but back he, to the um, shirts. Back to the shirts, yeah, because Mascot Brown's got heaps of shirts and, and New York Rugby League has also another golden point to New York. They, um, they've just released, <laughs> they've re-released a whole bunch of shirts. I and don't know if hat. releasing merchandise is, is a golden point. It definitely That's isn't. Me, me wearing merchandise <laughs> definitely wasn't a golden point either, Carbs. So. Hey, so speaking I'm of New York. This. Speaking of New York, I've got uh, penciled in a chat with Ricky Wilby soon, so that's going to be interesting oh, as well. But yeah, we've got, so, we've got so much coming. We've got, like, we've got like six episodes recorded, so we've just got to really get through this. I think we need to have a break from recording just to catch up to some of this content. But tonight's tonight's chat is one I've been excited about for a while. It's one of those ones, it's a Big T special. So Big T, you've, you've <laughs> interviewed Ronaldo Neri from, uh, from the Filipino Rugby League. And I've, I've been pumped. I love, like, I haven't listened to this yet. This is the first time I'm going to listen to it for the first time with our listeners. And I'm pumped, mate. So I can't wait to hear it. What, what was the, I'll ask you the questions you normally ask mm. me after I've interviewed someone. What was your big takeaway from this discussion with, um, with Ray? 
So the Philippines is a is an emerging nation like everyone else, but they they have some real vision about how Southeast Asia is going to work, yep. and they want to be a leader in that field, which is super exciting. So they they similar to what um we haven't released the Petros episode, have we yet? <laughs> You're just teasing everyone. Lost. You're the big tease tonight. <laughs> the big tease. But we got, so, we'll have Petro, Petro next week, guys. <laughs> Petro may may have may or may not have once mentioned to one of us um, that they that they've got a whole bunch of stuff being built as center of excellence styles and. And Ray was saying the same thing. So the Philippines um, uh, have a center of excellence right in this incredible awesome. part of of um, of the Philippines. And he was he's really encouraging, similar to when we spoke to Matt Church. He's encouraging anyone who wants to get into a career of rugby league, particularly coaching, because we know that yep. that's an emerging nations call out. If you if you're interested in getting into coaching uh, or refereeing or playing. That they had, that they have this um, center of excellence they built out there. It's you know not on the beach, but essentially on the beach. It's in a beautiful part of the world. Is it in um, Manila? It is. I, no, it's in. Um, it's outside of it. Do you remember when you were talking to your Spanish bloke about how they also have that uh, friendship game? Or, oh yeah, um, yeah, the friendship cup. Yep. yep. Yeah, and so um, we talk a bit about that, and and I know your Spanish guy explained the um, the story behind it, but I, I couldn't help asking Ray because I wanted to yep. hear the same story, but from you know the other side. And so Ray gives an incredible account of how it comes about and um, and things like that. And so, but anyway, wherever that is, that incredible church where these Spanish soldiers are held up, they um, that's now where like the center of rugby league is. It just happens to be this amazing coincidence that that amazing cultural phenomenon that happened between Spain and and the Philippines a couple yep. of hundred years ago is also now the the epicenter of rugby league in, in the Philippines. So That's awesome, um, man. And I love how you so always forget the names of everyone that I interview. Everything. The Spanish guy. The Spanish guy. But yeah, that's awesome, man. Um the, <laughs> or even the even the name of the Philippines place that it's at. I mean that could <laughs> also be great if I could remember that town's name. He says it a hundred times. I wanted to move there at the end of this interview. Um, such a nice bloke. I know I say that I don't want to say nicest bloke in rugby league because I feel like I say that every time I get off the phone with anyone, including it's also you. you. So Yes, well, we're all we all seem to reflect each other's <laughs> loveliness. So he was such a pleasure to talk to. Awesome. He um he, he also hasn't he's started his own um non for profit organization trying to help uh, people there get rugby league gear, um just like Matt Church's thing. So, so um, is that footy for Philippines? Yeah, and so we I, I also had an opportunity to give him a whole bunch of gear um for his thing, which he came and got. He had the coolest hoodie you've ever seen in your life which was just a Philippines Rugby League Nike hoodie. I was so jealous. I could barely take my eyes off his merch. Um, actually, maybe I should talk to Mascot Browns about that. There's a great, that was a great <laughs> jumper. But uh, anyway, he, he's, he's lovely. You're going to hear him. He's so passionate and excited about it. I'm, I am awesome, mildly man. concerned that Anchor did that weird thing where it starts to make one of us sound like a mind reader and one person starts to talk just slightly over the other person's question. But Mercho may have been able to do some kind of wizardry, but... I don't know if you could really dissect it too much, but anyway, you're still going to hear him. Ray talks the most of it, and he's he's very interesting and very learned, very passionate, extremely kind with his time, and um, yeah, and I found I learned so much about the Philippines. And mate, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped. You've you've absolutely sold that to me. Um, the only question is, if they're thinking back to that conversation, if there was mm-hmm. like one question that you didn't get to ask that you would, if you had your time again, uh, what would that be? How much? How much can you pay me to be a, a coach in the Philippines? Nice, because I I really think <laughs> I mean really I don't know why I don't do it. I mean I do know I've got a stupid family and a stupid life and everything's great here. But if <laughs> those um, guys, 
I know, but if I could just go and live, you know, on a beach all by myself, talking and thinking and refereeing and coaching and passing a football every day, I mean, it's a pretty amazing idea. If anyone is even mildly considering it, just do it for a year or something. Go out, spend some time with these people. They're going to be so grateful. You're going to have the time of your life. And so that's the only question I should have asked is, you know, can can you pay me enough that I can support an entire family back in Australia? And if you'd said yes, then I, I would have been doing this call right now from the Philippines. <laughs> All the way from Manila or wherever yeah. that city is over, from that we're about church. to find out. I know there's from- a great church. <laughs> Mate, uh, it goes back to that, that again, your, your chat with Matty Church from PNG about that um, Coaches Without Borders ideas, yeah. and it, it kind of needs to happen or, or mm-hmm. it needs to, yeah, we, we need to get those wheels in motion because, um, yeah. Chasing coaches. coaches. The world. That's our chasing next project, co- mate. Chasing coaches. Chasing coaches. Well, there's a few projects in the works. Hopefully, we can talk more <laughs> about them soon. It's all happening. Mm. and uh, But for now- NRL is back. Kangaroo Tour is cancelled. But uh, let's go over to that chat with Big T and Ronaldo Neri from the Filipino Rugby League. Sitting patiently on the phone with me today is the Vice President of Philippines Rugby League, having been a committee member since 2018. He's on the Board of Directors for ASEAN Rugby League and the owner of Footy for Philippines, a non-for-profit organisation collecting equipment for adults and children to support them playing rugby league. Ray Neri, welcome to Chasing Kangaroos. Mabuhai, Big T, and it's the <laughs> Filipino version of uh, how are you, uh, and also kamusta. <laughs> yeah, well, look at that. I'm not sure we've had too many uh, amazing openings like that. Well done. Uh, before we start, how did you get into rugby league? Um, how did I get into rugby league? Well, look, it, it started at an early age. Um, you know, I was actually a uh, Manly Eagles supporter um, back in the days, and was only was only good for one year. It was, uh, I think it was ninety one. Uh, sorry, eighty one. Um, I was very uh, young at that age. I would have been eight eight years old then. Right. Um, but uh, my cousin was a Parramatta junior, um, and the, obviously the rest of the family were Parramatta supporters, and I was the only non Parramatta supporter. So. Uh, <laughs> You could imagine the next few years after. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they pretty much made an ad about you. Wasn't there one about Manly versus Para, some beer ad about that in the 80s? Correct, yes, correct. Yeah. Wow. Right. So, um, so yeah, look, the family got me into um, the the greener side of rugby league uh, at that, uh, in that decade. Mm. And I've uh, been a Para fan since. So, um, and, you know, like. Uh, as we grow up, you know, you, you play backyard footy, you play footy in a road, um, you've got your, your, your neighbourhood friends coming along. And, um, and yeah, it's just, it's just been um, rugby league since then. Um, okay. Do you have a first memory, though, that, that, that's of rugby league? Mate, I, I, have, a, I have quite a few memories um, of, of, of that decade. But mm. to be honest, um, if we... If we focus on the one that hurts the most, was was probably two thousand and one grand final against Newcastle. Um, ah. that 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 was uh, fifteen years since we last appeared in the grand final, and that was going to be uh, hopefully our um, our next grand final win since uh, it was eighty six. Mm. And um, and yeah, that was that was a very uh, difficult memory to 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 keep and, and obviously to to watch um, you know, Newcastle get away with it. 
Um, I said first memory, but now you've said, wor- but you've obviously told me worst memory, and that's so sad. That 2001, because it was such a great season for you guys. Yeah. I shouldn't keep talking about it, but <laughs> it ended so bad. I mean, it's been great for Jerry Johns' legacy, but not so, yeah, so devastating for Parramatta. Well, that, and that's what I look, I, I, I tell so many Parra fans, and, you know, we've got a lot of uh, Paramates that talk about that, that uh, grand final still and that whole year, to be honest. And I said, look, you're better off losing to Joey Johns. Yeah, uh, amazing immortal, uh, amazing um, uh, Australian rap, New, Zealand, uh, New, uh, New South Wales rap. I'd rather you lose to Newcastle than the Bulldogs. That's right. There you go. Now look, at, how did you transform this love for Parramatta and, and the loss to Newcastle into a into some time with the Philippines rugby league? Uh, uh, look, uh, I don't know if it was really that. Uh, uh, it was that uh, event, but um, I think rugby league as a as a whole. Um, yeah, you know, I've had so much passion about it, and uh, and I've actually got a, a football soccer background as well, um, mm. and uh, done a lot of coaching there. And when I look at um, what I had as a child <clears throat> growing up, um, and I left the Philippines quite uh, young, I was seventy eight. Um, I was five years old then, um, and the first, and sorry, the last time I went back, sorry, the first time I went back since then was uh, eighty eight. Mm. Um, so if I look at my life back in the Philippines growing up and look at my life, um, you know, in Australia growing up, uh, I really have to be thankful for my parents making the switch to this country. Um, I think a lot of uh, immigrants uh, during that time uh, would feel the same. Um, it's, a, it's a real, uh, I suppose, game changer in regards to uh, health benefits and opportunities that uh, you know, your home country couldn't provide. And um, <clears throat> I suppose looking at that and looking at how I grew up and the opportunities I got and uh, the job roles I'd been working in, I was quite fortunate. <clears throat> so I would turn that uh, positive and um, basically started giving back to my countrymen. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and um, it was it was basically 2014 uh, when I started going back uh, quite regularly, uh, once twice a year. Um, had a look around, you know, looking at the, the, the kids. And look, don't get me wrong; it's, it, it is a it is a uh, it is difficult to see the kids growing up there, but they're happy. They don't know right. any better, but they're happy. For us here, we take we really take advantage of what we got here. Um, oh, sorry, we, uh, we really take uh, what's the word for it um, for granted for granted what we have mm. here. Um, but uh, when I start seeing um, young adults, um, uh, you know, males transforming and, and playing rugby league in a country that hasn't even heard of that sport uh, during right. the time. It's fantastic to see, and I want—I actually wanted to start up a club over there, um, and, and get a few friends and, and start up a club and uh, join the, the domestic comp. I think which, which kind of kicked off uh, in 2016. Um, but uh, you know, during my trips back and forth, uh, I met uh, quite a few good people. Um, I also started uh, looking at ways of how I can help these people. Uh, help my people um, improve on that sport. Uh, right. You know, a lot of times they'll be playing with the wrong shoes or they'll be playing with no shoes, um, mm. the, the wrong equipment. So uh, that's when I looked at uh, Footy for the Philippines. Um, I started putting together some uh, boot 
uh, donation drives, uh, programs. Um, started looking at uh, ways on how I can um, get people to donate boots um, and I would take them over to the Philippines. Um, you know, some of the uh, businesses I had over there, I'd go into the orphanages and um, drop off some shoes to the kids um, who are ever so grateful. Um, but remind me next time, I need to also bring socks because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I thought I was doing a great thing, bringing shoes over there, but without socks, those boots can uh, yeah. be quite painful. Um, so, <laughs> so I really learned a lot of things, uh, you know, doing um, doing doing good. <laughs> yeah, wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So... So let's look at your, your role as vice um, president at the moment of Philippines Rugby League. What does that role entail? Uh, so the, the vice president role, um, you know, I, 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 obviously I, I stay away from the coaching. I stay away from any of the, uh, the player-related uh, uh, tasks. I, I leave that to mm-hmm. our, to our um, uh, coaches and, and trainers. Um, my main role um, as vice president is uh, really is, um, you know, networking, um, here and abroad, um, you know, start uh, start to get familiar with um, uh, other national coaches. Um, you know, that that way we can, you can we can start uh, preparing um, um, international games against, uh, you know, for example, Italy, um, Chile, um, and hopefully bring bring more games to our to our players. Um, sponsorship and funding is, a, is another big one. Uh, we kind of lack in that area, um, so that's mm-hmm. that, that's an area that uh, I've, I've been trying to focus on. Um, and just finding the right people, um, finding the right people to to do the job. We've had um, if I if I look at the um, if I look at our organisation and, and, and look at uh, how things um, I suppose we're performing in the Philippines for the domestic comp, you know. You could you could question uh, a few things there where you know we're able to flush out um, the bad and find right. So in a country in a third world country where you're trying to establish a sport, um, provide funding, provide resources, provide equipment, you really need mm. to find the right people over there to manage all that. Right, you get what I mean. I do, um, and it's 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 uh, you know it's 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 no no fault of theirs. Um, you know, we just got to make sure that um, our funding and our um, and our gear is being put to right use. Um, yeah, we get what we need out of it. One mm. is to make sure that the players get a good season um, uh, through the competition. And then they get their training and equipment supplied to them. Um, other than that, um, yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's quite a, a fulfilling role. Um, I've yeah. been working with with a board for quite some time now, um, and they've done a fantastic job over the past year, over the past years. Um, and and previous vice captain then uh, has done a great job as well. Um, and I'm just picking up uh, from where they left off. <laughs> so, what are some of the better developments you've seen since you've been involved with them? Um, okay, there's a there's a few things there. So, you know, last year, last year was possibly my my first full year uh, right. being, right. being my role. So, you know, there was a few uh, administration things that we need to do, to get done, some paperwork, etc. You know, getting our getting our um, uh, uh, rugby league international rugby league uh, membership renewed, um, 
you know, the the, the rule book translated into uh, Tagalog. <clears throat> wow, of course. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that was a huge one, actually. Um, we had, uh, <laughs> you know, we, the, look, the, the language barrier is 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 is, is a quite a difficult one uh, when you talk about rugby league in the Philippines. Our English is different to their English. Their English is a lot more right. organised. So they roll their R's, and, and you've probably seen this with a lot of comedians uh, talking about, uh, you know, Philippine English and, and, and the whole culture. It's true. They roll their R's, their P's are the, their, their P's are the T's, are F's are the S, and it, 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 yeah, wow. it's a bit of a mix. So when you're coaching, you need to bring your English down to their level. So they understand mm. what you're saying. So slow English, um, which translates into, you know, what you're trying to get them to do. If you try to yeah. talk Aussie slang like we do, they won't understand. Mm. It'll be a yes, mm. sir, yes, sir, with no understanding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. we decided to, hey, to, to say, look, let's, let's translate the rule book. Uh, we got the rule book translated. It's all in PDF. That took a couple of months to do. It uh, went back and forth, uh, got reviewed, um, uh, got approved. And, um, and, yeah, so every new player would get that, um, and every team already has that. So... Yes. Right. Yeah, that's great. Mm. And I, I, I suppose you know, um, you know, emerging nations like us would, uh, would would be doing the same thing as well. So, um, but yeah, that 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 was uh, that was probably a the, um, a good help for the for the players. Um, One great. No, oh, sorry, right. you've got more. Excellent. Hey, was there any other ones? Yeah, so um, uh, coaches. Coaches is a big one. Yeah. Oh, great! So, uh, you know, we got we we got, we, we brought some good uh, entry level coaches in, uh, which which is uh, really helping the the players, um, Aussie based uh, uh, internationals. So, look, we had some good games here uh, set up last year. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. there were the three games against Italy um, before the senior team went off to to Europe. Um, the under sixteens, under eighteens. That was a great match. We had a really good uh, time watching that. Um, it just really shows how uh, progressive the, the kids have gone um, in regards to rugby league, especially the Filipinos. Um, mm. The Italians are fantastic. Uh, the under-16s match was quite close. Um, I think we lost by a try. The under-18s wow. was, was pretty good. I mean, they, uh, they were quite instrumental, but... Um, uh, but it's it's great to see because for Philippine rugby, uh, Philippine rugby league, we've got quite a few seniors that are ready to retire. At least in the next four years, we've got some good yeah. juniors coming up, and that's that's really important. <clears throat> when I took this role as yeah. well, I did speak to um, our juniors uh, uh, development coach, and I told him I really want to focus on his area and try focus on getting more games for the juniors. Um, you know whether they're against club, uh, other club teams or international teams. Let's get these juniors, let's flush them all out. And the uh, numbers <clears throat> that we're getting now for trials, um, last year was just ridiculous. Was, uh, the feedback I was getting was like, you know, they've never had this many people, uh, this many uh, Filipino kids before, you know, wow. which, is, which is a great development. I'm really happy with that. Why has that happened? Why? Why, why? why are they all of a sudden getting excited? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. But 
Oh, no, you're supposed to take yeah, credit look, for it. You're supposed, <laughs> come on, Ray, you're supposed to say, oh, that's all a little hard work that the, you know, the commission I've been doing. And... No, look, it's, it's, it's a team effort. It's a team effort. Um, our, our, juniors, our juniors coach is, uh, has done a really good job with his database as well. So, um, you know, he's just collecting information, uh, contacting um, you know, Philippine Heritage uh, players, uh, making sure that mm-hmm. they know about us because a lot of time, um, the Philippine community doesn't even know about the Philippine National Rugby League. Um, last year, we had uh, um, we decided to set up a PNRL stall at the at the uh, Philippine Fiesta at Fairfield Showground. Now, the Philippine mm-hmm. Fiesta in October is the biggest Filipino fiesta in Australia. <clears throat> you get thousands of people walking through. Uh, we had a we had a store set up. Um, we had people coming up to our store, looking at the pictures, looking at the jerseys. They had no idea that there was a Philippine National Rugby League team. So that was a chance wow. for us to start educating our community. A chance for us to start showing, you know, our, the developments that we're um, putting in place and, and, and working on in regards to rugby league in the Philippines, and, and and just creating awareness, which is really important. And so that so really the PNRL is working in two twofold. They're working really hard in the Philippines to get it going, and is it also then trying to work quite hard in the Sydney Filipino um, community to try and get it happening here? Correct. Is, is that Correct. right? So if you look, if you look yeah. at the work that we're doing here, uh, we've got two streams of um, uh, of work. One is the Philippines, um, and one is here in Australia. So we've got uh, majority of our sorry, majority of our players and board members are uh, based in Queensland and, and New South Wales. Um, so you know, although we're trying to get the game up and running and really established in the Philippines, we still need to make sure that we've got uh, the activities and the events uh, running here in Australia. It's, mm. it's as important as the Philippines. We can't just uh, give up on Australian events. We need to make sure that we're we're you know we, we're caring and catering for the for the Filipino players here. Um, in in a sense, where you know eventually we would like to have uh, the players sent over to the Philippines, run some clinics in the universities, mm. uh, and, you know, just do a tour of Philippines and, and promote the game, which is very important. Is that also why the Cabramatta Nines comp kind of is happening here as well? Is that is that a really big part of the PNRL yeah. strategy? So the Cabramatta Nines comp was, was quite important. The Cabramatta Nines, we had two teams registered for that event: men A, men uh, men's A, men's men's B, and we also had an event in Queensland against the uh, Blamble Jets uh, two weeks after that. So we right. really had to spread our players. And resources across those two events, we couldn't uh, fly our um, <clears throat> our national team down to play the nines. So uh, you know, we really tried to look at this in a way where okay, let's let's get uh, a development squad playing in the nines and uh, and an A grade squad as well playing in the nines, and also our senior squad uh, that's based in Queensland to play uh, against the Benamble Jets um, during that event, which. Unfortunately, mm. because the Cabin Nines got cancelled, um, all that hard work in January really uh, was yeah, was was a bit of a shame. We had uh, quite a few people registered for training. We had quite a few people registered for uh, um, for the Nines, um, and it, it was really heartbreaking. Um, you know, we mm. uh, we also uh, were working closely with the Philippine w- women's team, the Sambuitas. 
um, and that was going to be their first appearance and the first event as a mm. team. They eventually played uh, against Malta and uh, I think it was a Latin Heat, um, but uh, you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't official because they cancelled the event. Um, it was a shame because that that's uh, that was a really good squad, and we again we you know, we'd like to take. Uh, or we'd, we'd like to see the San Pagitas, uh you know, doing a tour of Philippines and promoting promoting the game and getting the the, the women involved as well. Mm. Now that was cancelled due to heat. Am I remembering that right? It wasn't COVID yet. It was yeah. It was so it was hot. Bas- it was basically Isn't... forty degree heat. Uh, yeah, um, it's been such a crazy year. <laughs> it's unbelievable to think of something being cancelled that wasn't COVID, but it was because it was so crazy hot. Yeah, exactly. yeah wow. Now, speaking of things being banned, the Philippine Sports Commission has has banned all sport um, there until yeah. December. So, what's happening with domestic rugby league? What will happen with it when it get when that ban gets lifted? So, um, yeah, that that that's a, that was a bit of a shame as well because we had um, obviously uh, quite a few events planned for this twenty twenty. Um, uh, let's start off with the Philippine versus Spain game. That yeah. was going to be a huge event, um, sponsored by the PESC. Uh, we will we had funding lined up uh, for that event uh, uh, by the government, and um, you know we had international guests flying in for that for that game uh, around Asia. So that would that would be a good, uh, I suppose, uh, yeah, a, a great event for our Asian delegates from Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, uh, mm. India. Uh, who are very close by to Philippines to to see what uh, what we're doing and 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 how we would like to uh, in, um, help them grow the sport as well um, in, in the same way we are Philippines. Um, mm. uh, unfortunately, yeah, it uh, they made the announcement to cancel all events until December. Um, so basically, we can't do much until yeah that's lifted. Uh, until that, once that's lifted. Um, we've already had meetings. We've had board meetings. We've we've had discussions um, over the last uh, two or three weeks, um, and a few uh, previous to that. On you know, once everything is lifted, what do we do? We've got everything in place. Mm. Um, we know what we we know what we need to do. We just need to have this uh, uh, lockdown lifted. And there's the Spain game. Is that the Friendship, that the Friendship Cup? Cup? Correct. Now, how did that come um, about? So, it all started in. Uh, November last year, actually, uh, we had our Asia Cup match against Japan uh, in a uh, town called Belair in the province of Aurora. Um, now, Belair is the uh, is on the eastern part of uh, the main island of Luzon of the Philippines, which is the same island that Manila is situated on. And Belair is actually mm. a, a great surfing prov- uh, surfing town. Um, very uh, Byron, Byron Bay, uh, uh, you know, if you like to compare it. Um, right. And Bolaire is actually the last town where the Spanish were held up in. So back in the 1800s, um, when, yeah, right. when Bolaire were being forced out of the Philippines, there was about 53 Spanish soldiers that um, entrenched themselves into the uh, the main church of Bolaire. Um they held themselves in there for what was it uh, eleven months? Uh, months, yes. Wow, eleven months. They 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 flew the Spanish flag on top of the uh, on top of the church <laughs> just to rub it in. 
Wow. Um, in the Philippines. I've got to tell you, from this part, it, I can't imagine how we're getting to friendship up, but, but keep going. I'm sure it'll have a happy ending. Uh, okay. And, um, and the Philippine army, uh, troops surrounded the church. They entrenched themselves as well. Um, but uh, after 11 months of fighting and, 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 and troops trying to get in to the church um, uh, uh, to get the Spaniards, um, they came up with a truce. So the Spaniards um, uh, surrendered, but their their uh, agreement was, you know, you can't take us for prisoners of war and um, this and that. So they exited the Philippines through Belair and back to Spain. Um, so because of the way it was handled and the way the Philippine um, army uh, allowed them clear passage um, without, you know, normally you get shot or you get taken prisoner. Yeah. It's become Friendship Day. It's celebrated between uh, both countries. It's, it's celebrated in Spain. It's celebrated in the Philippines uh, every year on June 30, which is the date, June 30 every year. So talking to our board members over in the Philippines, we thought, hey, Belay would be a fantastic place to have a Friendship Day uh, against uh, right. Spain. We would use the same field that we played Japan in. Um, it's a fantastic field. Um, hopefully one day you, you can visit uh, Belair. I'd love the, to. The uh, amount of rugby league supporters we have there now, it's fantastic. Right. So we would have the, um, the match over in Belair, the, the field, etc. cetera. Um, you know, the, the Philippine Sports Commission um, would come along. We'd also have some corporates coming along to that event as well, sponsoring the event. And, um, and yeah, that's how it came along. So uh, we contacted the uh, Spanish embassy. Spanish embassy obviously got a hold of Dean over in Spain and um, made things happen. So fortunately, love it. COVID, just over again. Mm. But, uh, you know, we've asked that question. I think Carbs, our, our host, asked the guy who runs Spanish Rugby League about that story, and he told something somewhat somewhat similarly about, about Friendship Day and stuff. But I knew if we asked from a Philippine perspective, we'd get a mildly different, or just a different perspective, and that was fantastic. And I got to learn so much more about <laughs> Filipino geography. That Thanks, was a great no story. <laughs> uh, and on this, on a happy note, talking about friendship, can we talk about Payne Haas? Because I'm under the impression that he's a Filipino player. Am I, yes, am I right yes. in my research? So how does, how does having such a high profile, I mean, I think he was the NRL Rookie of the Year, has he had... Has just his name and his nationality had any kind of an impact Not in the yet. PNRL? We had some, we had some plans for okay. him last year, um, which didn't work out. I'm good friends with his, his dad, Greg. He's a big supporter of uh, the PNRL, um, and, and he loves uh, to you know use pain as much as uh, uh, possible to promote uh, Philippine rugby league. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. some of our events last year didn't, um, uh, didn't happen. Um, I can't say too much about it, but uh, hopefully That's okay. we can use him next year. Uh, um, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll try to um, re- uh, revive that event and uh, get him over there and um, help help us promote the game in, in, in the Philippines. So let's talk about some future plans. What what I know that you still are trying to get um, the Philippines versus Italy maybe in October correct, in Australia, correct. is that right? Yeah. So, Great. And, and Chile, also Chile? Yeah. I've been in touch with Leo um, at the start of the year. Um, after last year's October match, um, yeah, we, we, we 
kind of discussed having this uh, event every year. Um, you know, one mm-hmm. year in Queensland, one year in New South Wales. Um, depends how it, it, it pans out. Um, so yeah, look, it, it's it's still in planning. Um, hopefully, you know, um, Italy, can, Italy can come to the game, and um, we're going to have our, our match again. Um, yeah, we'll have the 18s, uh, 16s, 18s, and and now we've got the women's team. Um, Hopefully they can put mm. together the women's team. Um, that'll be a great day of, of, of rugby league, Italy versus uh, Philippines. Um, and in October, um, we are planning with Chile uh, a game on October uh, 4, I believe it is, um, which is a Sunday. Uh, so we'll have a men's team and also we're looking at uh, getting a women's game as well. So it will be the Latin Heat women's team um, against our San Paquitas and the Philippine uh, senior team against the, uh, the Chileans. So that, that, that's, one to, that's one to watch, I think, and, 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 and attend as well because you've got two amazing cultures there. When you look at the, mm. when you look at rugby league, uh, you know, both passionate nations, but also the food, the colours, the culture. Right, the, uh, the <laughs> yeah. they can cook some food. We can cook some food, and hopefully, we can have some sort of a food footy festival going on on that day. So, look, look yeah, yet to be determined. Let's we'll see how it goes. We've you've talked me into it. So, where you said it's, you're thinking it was the fourth? Uh, you know at this where? stage, we're looking at uh, Hillary River at Liverpool. Hillary, yeah. Okay, great. Um, and the other thing. I, th- I think I read was that you're trying this in, in the future to also try and renew. You, I think you said that you're trying to renew your IRL um, membership and maybe a specific one. Is yes. that right? Uh, um, so that's that's already in the, in, in the process. Uh, we're just waiting for the government officers officers to reopen. Uh, obviously, with COVID, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the offices are closed. Um, once it's opened, um, our submission will go through. So it's already it's already um, in progress. Um, the forms and everything oh, already gone through. Once we've got our um, name registration, um, so we'll have a, a, a parent, uh, uh, I suppose, um, rugby league uh, board in the Philippines, um, and and with that registration, we just need to open up a bank account and get uh, get our submission over to the um, IRLF uh, to get our uh, membership renewed. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a few. Right. Yeah, there's. We've got the observer member. We've got the affiliate member. So we're, we're trying to we're trying to get the two done uh, at the same time. Amazing. Now, how can um how can people get involved? Anyone listening to this getting super excited about Filipino rugby league? What can they do to help? Um, yeah. Well, look. Um, the the big thing uh, for us at the moment is coaching. We have a coaching resource at the moment who's doing a fantastic job during COVID. He's, he's running some challenges uh, with our domestic uh, teams over there, you know, coaching drills and just, just stuff that they can do at home to uh, challenge themselves and, and keep, keep their bodies fit. So once the lockdown gets lifted, we can go straight into the season. He's done a lot of work right. prior to COVID. Just travelled over to the Philippines and did a few weeks coaching session over there. Um, not just as a player, but you know, management courses, how to manage games, how to manage uh, themselves. Just basically everything that that wraps around uh, a game of rugby league in Philippines. So, mm. in saying that, you know, we're looking for coaches who would like to get involved with our organisation. And it doesn't have to be a long-term gig. Uh, we've got a few coaches already that uh, put their hand up. 
the, the volunteering uh, during their trips to the Philippines. Um, and basically, they've just told us, you know, what location they're going to. And, yep, we've got, uh, we've got uh, either a team there or we, we've got a contact there. Um, and they'll spend some time over there helping out the locals uh, getting trained in the Philippines. So when you look at the town of Belair, part of the pilot scheme that we proposed to the PSC was um, to make sure that uh, you know, within 12 months we would have eight teams established and ready to play. In the Philippines, we were going to uh, reignite the, uh, the Philippine uh, competition, bringing more, mm-hmm. more teams, um, but... With more teams, you need more organisation, you need more yeah. coaching, and you just need someone to run the show uh, and, and run the games. With Belair, they're basically uh, entry levels. With the Manila, they're a bit more uh, intermediate in regards to their skill level and, and, and knowledge. So Belair and some of the other provinces uh, surrounding that area, they will be starting off. So we're trying to coach the... PE teachers, uh, sports-educated um, individuals with the knowledge of rugby mm. league and, and, and get them to start running and start coaching the locals in, in, in the Philippines. So it, it's a lot of work. It, 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 it sounds um, – it, it might sound a bit far-fetched, but, uh, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a five-year plan um, in the Philippines and if it wasn't for COVID, I think uh, we'd be well on our way. Yeah, right. And and look, so you're really just suggesting anyone who likes rugby league can go and coach in pretty much the Philippines by Correct. Bay. Correct. It sounds incredible. It was so beautiful that, that a whole bunch of uh, soldiers tried to stay yeah. there for 11 months even though no one wanted them. <laughs> That's, right. That's how That's great right. the place is. <laughs> so <you> can... <laughs> that sounds great. Now, also, footy for Philippines, uh, people can send stuff. Is there a way that people can send yeah, he- yeah, help through there as well? So. Um, if anyone's on Instagram, um, just uh, look up the Footy for Philippines Instagram page um, or even just go through the PNRL, just message the PNRL. Uh, they can uh, send me the contact details. I'm happy to pick up the goods. Any donations given, greatly appreciated, um, and, and they get shipped over to the Philippines. We have a, um, a shipping sponsor by the name of BM Express. Uh, they do door-to-door uh, shipping uh, from Sydney to the Philippines. Um, so they've come on board and, and they're really, uh, they've been really helpful over the past couple of years. So I just wanted to give, the, give them a call out as well. Oh, for yeah. sure. Well said, sir. That's great. And, and we'll, do a, we'll, we'll grab that and put it in the show notes as well so that um, anyone who's listening to this can yeah. also get involved. That sounds great. Thanks, Ray. This has been great. That's all the questions and comments I have. Did you have anything else um, to say before we finish? I actually wanted to bring up the Academy. Part of our 2020 roadmap was to establish our um, PNRL Rugby League Academy. Um, again, we um, it, this will be situated in the town of Belair, province of Aurora. We have secured some property. If I could show you the uh, the landscape, uh, Big T, you, you, you'd want to go. But <laughs> put it on put it on footy footy for Philippines on the yeah, Instagram okay. so I can see it today. I'll be following at the moment. I get off the phone. Um, <laughs> So this, this academy, uh, we're trying to set up over the next two years, but with a launch by early next year. So we're, we're looking at taking the, an agile approach. So have it running. At the same time, continue, you know, tidying it up, making the facility good enough for, one, for player coaching and, two, for referee coaching. We've got events in, well, supposed to be in October, uh, which will now be pushed to next year, where we have our New South Wales Referee Association uh, coming across 
to run some referee certification programs. We have about 20 locals uh, that are currently um, listed to do those programs. And a facility like our PNRL Rugby League Academy is where we'd like to do it and, and where we would, so where we will do it. Um, and also, you know, the academy really is, is, is going to flush out our, our elite players. We're going to have some good level three top-level coaches, a good coaching director to, to, to run the, um, the facility. And, you know, it's going to be basically a first for Asia in, in to how we're doing it. So wow. when you look at Asian Rugby League, Vietnam, their national team is pretty much established. They just need to get uh, competition running in Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, and basically all the nearby mm-hmm. Asian countries. And we would love to work with those uh, players and bring them across and get them coached by, um, uh, by you know, our, our, um, our level three coaches. Um, so this will this will be something interesting over the next year or so. Um, and, yeah, something to watch out for. The, um, the other event as well, uh, Big T, that we had planned for um, October was our uh, Philippine Rugby League Festival. It was going to be a uh, Philippine, sorry, Philippine Nines International, um, which was mm. uh, a weekend in October, um, which included a Friday, which is the referee uh, certification program. And then on the Saturday, it would be International Nines. Um, so that would include both sort of domestic clubs and international teams that we're inviting and from around the globe. And on the Sunday, we would have our yep. international game against uh, another nation yet to be announced. At this stage, we were looking at um, Spain because we're, because of the postponement of the Friendship Cup. Friendship. Yeah, yeah. We would have um, the Valencia team uh, play our current champions, the North Lausanne Hunters, on, that, uh, on the following weekend. It would have been a, a fantastic uh, week of rugby league uh, between you know our domestic teams, international teams, uh, referee programs, and also you know the rest of the world and Spain and Valencia. More work to be, to be done on that, and uh, you know I can't see it not happening even at a later date. So right. That's so great. It's so the thing I find most energizing about talking about emerging nations is that how open. They are constantly in their communication with other countries, particularly developing ones. So hearing you talk about all the work that's happening in Southeast Asia and, and also then just countries that you, geographically look like they have no connection but have some mm. kind of cultural or historical connection, it's just fin- fantastic to hear everyone's constantly open and willing to to play each other yeah. and, and well, to help got, each other grow. Uh, some, some really interesting work that uh, we're doing with Spain. Can't announce it yet, but uh, it, you know we'll, we'll come out with something uh, later in the year, and and that's really going to be a game changer for Asian rugby league and possibly even European rugby league as well. So let's see how that uh, pans out. And um, with Asian rugby league, Philippines we're we're well underway. We just need to help uh, our neighbouring Asian countries as well to to um, start developing and and get uh, a good Asian Cup running and, and a good Asian tournament running. So it's, it's no good just having one country establishing themselves, mm. we want to help and, and, and get uh, the rest of our neighbours uh, involved as well. So let's uh, you know, pray for the future. Fantastic. And, Ray, look, uh, on our normal episodes, we have the, the host and I, Michael, we do golden points where we just throw out little little details mm-hmm. and facts of things that are happening all over the world. And uh, it would be so helpful for me, sir, if you would, if we're chucking me the uh, things that are happening with that things in the Philippines so that I can get some points over carbs because he's never lost – 
So, so if you can tell me when the Philippines find things happening before you tell I anyone will, else, mate, that'd be very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks Ray.